Welcome to The Corporate Coven, a podcast that explores the intersection of mysticism and the modern workplace. On this show, we discuss how to bring your spiritual craft and practice into the workplace. We'll talk to people who have found ways to include ritual and spirituality into their everyday work and hear from experts on the topics of how to stay spiritually connected while managing the demands of the modern workplace. Our host, Jessica, is a certified career counselor, HR outlaw, and vocational astrologer. If you've ever wondered how to bring your spiritual practice into the workplace, this podcast is for you. Join us as we radically transform workplaces to be a little more magical. What's up, witches? By the time this episode is being published, Saturn has officially ingressed into the sign of Pisces, and every individual that has their natal Saturn in Pisces has begun their Saturn return. The Saturn return is one of those dreaded transits. We have scary things like the 27 Club, a mysterious group of prominent celebrities, creators, and artists who passed away during their Saturn return. This is a time of real intense and forced alignment in our life, and there's a lot of fear around it, sometimes for good reason, and other times it feels like a lot of hoopla. So, As my gift to help ease the transition and the experience of the potential outcomes of your Saturn return, I'm releasing a series of Saturn return episodes where I'm connecting with other witches, spiritualists, and healers to discuss and share their experiences through their Saturn return. First up in the series is one of my absolute best friends and business partners, Erin Doty from Shatterstress. On the Shatter Stress website, shatterstress.com, her bio reads, Erin has dedicated her life to listening and helping others. With a master's degree in counseling, a nationally certified counselor, and certified career counselor, she is no stranger to supporting others along their personal and professional paths. She values and practices self-care and love, vulnerability, and authenticity. Erin is a certified breathwork facilitator and certified in Reiki. She offers intentional letting go ceremonies through breaking plates and breathwork for one-on-one sessions, couples, and small or large groups. Her vision is simple. Create a safe, non-judgmental space to empower people to honor and release emotions in creative ways and break forward to a path of healing. I had the pleasure of getting to know Erin through our master's program. She and I both attended Colorado State University where we studied career counseling and development and were trained in the art of mental health counseling and holding space for individuals. We have collaborated on multiple journals. Um, We have led events together. Um, We've gone on vacations together. She was in the hospital when I birthed my first child. Um, So Erin is one of my best friends. And because I know her so intimately, I was able to get a lot of insight into how she experienced her Saturn return. And I was really excited to talk with her and share her story with my listeners because she definitely went through some of the difficult things that Saturn returns can bring up. There was challenge. There was difficulty. Um, you know, there were moments of, 
I don't know, I should ask her if I can use the word trauma, but I think she would be okay with me acknowledging that there was some real shit that she went through in her Saturn return. And she also came out on the other side and her story of refinement and mastery, as well as identifying specifically how certain points in time in her Saturn return experience really helped elevate her in her career and clarify her offerings and the way that she showed up to support others in a career capacity. And so I thought hers was a great way to kick off this series. Again, if you want to learn more about Erin, then head to shatterstress.com. You can see the link to her Instagram, her TikTok, where she posts these incredible videos of individuals breaking plates. I have been able to witness these ceremonies that she facilitates and they are so powerful. And her journey through her Saturn transits and the Saturn return, again, has really helped take her along this path. Um, we have laughed together, cried together, and we've healed together in so many really amazing and powerful ways. And I'm so pleased that I get to share some of her story with you here in this episode. If you are interested in working with Erin, the best way to get in contact with her is on her website. And again, she can offer breathwork sessions as well as these intentional letting go ceremonies. I will put her contact information in the bio of this um, episode as well for you all. Hi, Erin. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad to be here. How are good. you? I'm doing well. I know we talked a little bit on the, the pre-recording, but um, we talk every week, but for some reason, like getting together to do a formal episode feels like something different than just hanging out, but really we're really? just going to be having a conversation today. Exactly. I'm excited. It does feel a little different, but we do this all the time. Exactly. And today we're going to be talking specifically about your Saturn return, which I feel like I've talked to you a lot about already just because we are besties and we chat like every week and you have your Saturn in Aquarius. And so you've been going through your Saturn return for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating that it's almost finished. Yeah. I also don't know what to expect with it being done. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we will get into it. I was really eager to start releasing these Saturn return series, just because the Saturn return is such a pivotal moment in someone's life. It's one of those major transits that everybody goes through if they at least hit the age of 27 and beyond. Um, and in that first Saturn return, I have an episode out about Saturn and the job search. I think it's episode like number two on my podcast or something where I talked about how the Saturn return has a massive influence in someone's work, no matter where Saturn sits in their chart or what sign Saturn sits in. For you, I'm super excited to talk about it on this episode because you have Saturn in Aquarius. So you're coming up on the end of your Saturn return. By the time this episode is released, actually, Saturn will have moved into Pisces and it'll be officially over for you. Mm -hmm. um, but it is in one of your vocational houses. You have Saturn in the sixth house. And so this had a lot to do with your work. So I'm really excited to talk about it. And I hope that it will give a little bit of insight for people who are coming into their Saturn return and hopefully, um, a little bit of like hope and optimism, because I know a lot of people feel really afraid about what a Saturn return can bring for them, mm -hmm. but also for anyone who's also a Saturn and Aquarius person and is wrapping up their Saturn return, we'll give them some useful reflection as well as they hear your experience. I love it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So 
I want to know, Erin, like before you started your Saturn return, how were you feeling about it? Like what were some thoughts or beliefs that you had before the transit began for you? Yeah. Oh gosh. I would say fear. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of the stereotypical things that I've heard were, well, this will be the most challenging time in your life. You're going to go through so many obstacles. It's going to be really difficult and seeing and hearing like those big media stories about people that have a really hard time going through their center return. And so I was scary. I had no idea what to expect. I had only, I had knew, oh my gosh, known very little about astrology at that point. And so I really didn't know what to expect. And I had only chatted with you about a little bit. Um, and you definitely helped calm my nerves, but I was kind of nervous of what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. I only knew that it was going to be hard. Yeah. This really like vague, like something looming is coming for you, Yes, but not knowing what it is or how it might actually impact brings a lot of fear. Exactly. But it hasn't been that bad. So that's what I was going to ask him. Like, so now that you're on the end of it, like how did the reality compare to your expectations? It's really fascinating to think of my thoughts before and after, because I really did have a lot of fear around it and really expected for really difficult things. And I did endure a lot of difficult things, but they have really helped me to, I think, progress and kind of expand in life. Like I've had a lot of challenges that have helped me grow and I've learned a lot and I'm taking that now to continue on and move forward in my life. So it hasn't been bad as I look back on some things. I'm like, that was a little insane. We got through it and now we're better for it. That's right. It's all about learning those lessons. Exactly. Cool. Well, I know that we're going to be looking at some specific dates in your Saturn return, but before we get into the details, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your relationship with career, because as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Saturn in your chart has a big influence on people's career trajectory. And if you're listening and you haven't listened to that episode, Saturn and the job search process, I encourage you to go check that out because you'll understand why I'm pulling out some of these ages But Erin, I would love to know, like when you were about seven years old, what were some of your dream careers? Like what were jobs that you were really excited about at the age of seven? It's so fun to think back to that time. The one job that actually has stayed with me this whole time, but mainly when I was seven is I wanted to be a mind reader. (laughs) Um, Super fascinating with just how people work. And I wanted to be able to read minds. I also spent a lot of time in play, like playing doctor and veterinarian. And those were two things that, you know, the only kind of jobs that we know of are these stereotypical jobs. So a doctor or a veterinarian came to mind for age seven. Yeah. Interesting. That mind body connection, like getting into people's Mm -hmm. minds, but also like, you know, I think of doctors or vets and it's very much like the physical body of health. Yeah. I hadn't really put those two together. So that is fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, what did you want to do for work or what, like, were you doing for work around age 14? Yeah, that's when I was doing lifeguarding and I was a swim instructor. So I had been a swimmer for a long time already. And that was kind of an easy job to move into was just lifeguarding since I'm already at the pool all the time. And then I became a swim instructor. So I was working with kids, um, to help and teach them how to swim. And it was just like the stereotypical high school job that I had. Yeah. What did you enjoy about it? 
Oh, that's a good question. I think with swim instructing specifically, I did like that teaching aspect and kind of helping. So, Hey, here's a tip for you on how you can do this stroke properly. Um, and then let's work on it together. Like how can I help you help yourself? Um, with lifeguarding, I really liked observing. Yeah. (laughs) As silly as that may sound. Um, but I really did just kind of like being present and just kind of observing what's happening and taking in information and doing what was needed to help. There was never, I never had any like big extreme situations. What I was going to ask him, like, did you ever have to save anybody or no? Well, I mean, I did, but it wasn't very serious. I hope that doesn't sound bad, but (laughs) (laughs) like, like they were fine. (laughs) They were totally fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and so then the next age that we look at with Saturn transits is age 21. Tell me a little bit about what you wanted to do for work or you were doing for work around 21 years old. Yeah. So I was in college at that time and I was actually doing administrative work at a marriage and family counseling clinic. I really loved that work. I loved the office that I was in. I liked the people that I worked with. I loved the work that I did because it was just very administrative and easy and repetitive for me to do. Um, and that's also the time that my idea for a business to break weights intentionally really blossomed. I had kind of had the idea for a couple of years at that point and really spent a lot of time on how can I actually make this business idea happen? I did a lot of research and that's something that really sticks out for me at that time. Yeah. And so then your Saturn return happened in February, 2022. Um, and so I'm curious to know, like, how did work change for you or what were you doing in work, uh, you know, in February? Yeah, I think at that time I was really trying a lot of new things. I was trying to manifest things, um, like more money, a higher paying job, actually a different job. Um, I was trying to meet a lot more people. I was trying to really put myself out there and mm, I'm trying to think what else at that time, I think just a lot of trying to manifest and set intentions for Mm. what I kind of wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I think of like the Saturn return moment and the way that I explain it to clients that are like coming into this transit is it's a moment where you decide your commitment to something. And Saturn is always like so scary. And there's there's like fair reason for that, right? Like Saturn is the greater malefic. He is a more challenging planet. But I think of Saturn as being someone who is very stern and wants you to take things seriously, wants you to understand your own power and decision-making in your life and expects some level of mastery and competence. Like something that you work really hard for, but then you have something to show for it at the end of the day, right? And so hearing your journey through career and just like the different options and moments where you were exploring, where you were originating ideas, but then in February when your Saturn return was um, exact was like, okay, now what do I have to show for it? Like, let's get a new job. Let's get, um, you know, more money. Let's get me like more connections so I can kind of like move into this more position and career where 
I feel like I have a great sense of mastery. I have a sense of competence. Like we met when you were getting, we were both getting our master's degree. And so you're someone who has like really committed to education and ethical practice in a helping capacity. And so wanting to be, you know, stable, but also really seen for all the work that you had put into it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that makes me think back to more of what was happening in February, where I was in a new job for just a few months. And I was kind of debating between going back to an old job. They're very similar work, um, but the new job would be more challenging. It kind of would allow for more connections. Um, It did have more money. And so that's really fascinating to think about it that way, because that's what was happening. Yeah. And your Saturn return in particular, your chart was so fun and interesting for me to pay attention to. Um, And anyone who's like, one of my close friends, I'm always just like observing their chart and trying to identify like, you know, we'll be having a zoom conversation. Then all of a sudden I stop making eye contact with you. Cause I'm pulling up yeah. your chart and I'm seeing like, what's, what's happening in the transit chart? Like what's going on for you right now? But yours was so interesting because you have Saturn at 18 degrees. And so your Saturn went exact two different times. Um, on like in February, 2022, Saturn hit the 18th degree, but then it retrograded, um, backwards and hit the 18th degree again in October. And so I know like I was curious initially around like, what was that like, like that February to October timeframe? Like, again, like what were some things that were going on for you? You talked about like making decisions about work and um, committing to career and looking for these other pathways. Uh, But what were some other things happening in your life? Yeah, I think so much was going on for me during that period, I had done a lot of, I really invested a lot in workout classes. So a lot of fitness, really taking care of my health in that physical way. I had also explored new modalities of healing and I tried breath work, which then led me into actually becoming a certified breath work facilitator. Um, and that's been really fascinating. I did training for that. I got clients. I also became Reiki certified. So really putting in a lot of investment into myself to keep expanding in the work that I offer. Um, I got a space for my shatter stress business. I had more expansion and events happening for shatter stress. I had new opportunities and connections that I was making. So it feels like that time frame things really exploded yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Which is interesting again, because so many people like we, we think about the Saturn return and we think, oh my gosh, it's going to be so awful. And it was difficult, right? Like when a lot of things happen in your life, it's a lot of effort that you're having to put out into managing all of it. And really like a lot can come to you, but it takes form and structure to materialize abundance from there or to take advantage of the opportunities coming your way. I just had this memory that I had sent you a text message actually that I was like, Aaron, your Saturn return is exact in this very moment. Like, what are you doing? Do you remember what you were doing? Yes. And I remember that text. I was going to bring it up because as we've been talking about, when I saw that text, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the moment of doom. Like, you know, something (laughs) awful is going to happen. And I had texted you that I just finished like an amazing workout class that I went to. And you were like, great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You, um, I've gotten like really into cycling and yeah. And so that actually like is a good segue because 
we all have Saturn somewhere in our chart. And again, I think that Saturn, regardless of what house it sits in your chart, it's going to have influence on your career just because it is that time of mastery. It's that time of commitment. And it's that time of what you materialize in this lifetime. And so many of us go to work to solve problems that are really meaningful and have some correlation with Saturn in our chart. But again, for you, you have it in your sixth house, which is a vocational house. And for the sixth house, we think about themes like health, our daily routines and habits, also where we find ourselves in service to other people. And so you were at a cycle class, but can you tell me a little bit more around other ways that your Saturn return maybe influenced or had an impact on how you managed your health and what your like daily routines or how you found yourself in service to others looked like? Yeah, definitely. That's a good question. I think with health, of course, the physical like workout and cycle classes that I have been going to and kind of getting more involved in was a really big part of it. I've kind of been obsessed and like try to go as much as I can. And that's been something that like, I've always been an athlete. I've always kind of had to work out every day. Um, and I really put much more intention behind it and how I want to work out. And it actually feels good for me versus it's actually something that I was had to do. I think with other aspects of my health, I've really been focusing on my mental health as well. So putting myself first is something that the, my Saturn return has really helped me learn about. Those mm-hmm. are a lot of where challenges came from that honestly, I am very grateful for because I was very much in a place where I'm putting others before myself. I'm really kind of staying behind the scenes, keeping quiet, staying small. And the Santa return gave me a lot of situations to test that. And that's been really helpful. So I've really been trying to focus on putting myself first. It's definitely still something that I'm learning and trying to work on. Um, and service for others. I think that kind of ties in with my mental health and kind of putting myself first of how can I put myself first and still provide service for others. And I think I've seen a lot of that with the breathwork and Reiki training facilitations that I went through, Mm -hmm. um, where I, really expanded my skills and my abilities and learned about new ways and new offerings that I can provide for people um, that really align with me and also focuses on health. So I'm providing service for others that allows me to come from and be in a healthy place. That's also allowing and offering healing for other people. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I know like we're going to keep parts of your chart private, but there is a specific alignment that you have in your chart, which really connects what's going on in your physical health and how that is reflected in your mental health in your chart and the way that you nurture yourself while still showing up with the capacity to provide nurturing and healing for others. And so definitely a big theme that, um, you've been going through and really learning the lesson of, right? Like there are moments where the lesson feels harder, um, and maybe less obvious on what like the solution or the outcome is supposed to be, but just that opportunity for like practice of application, right. Of everything that you've learned leading up to the Saturn return. I love that you started learning breath work 
because when I think of Aquarius, it's an air sign. And so we do think about our air. And if you think about like broader messages in the world, I mean, your Saturn return was, and anyone who has Saturn in Aquarius, we saw the pandemic, you know, things with, you know, air and like our breath being restricted of some kind. Um, There was also messages in the media following George Floyd with like the, I can't breathe. And Saturn is about limitations. Saturn is about restriction. And so in an air sign, and I shared this in one of my, my downloads that I sent out to my community recently is that when it's time to leave, sometimes it feels like being suffocated. Sometimes it feels like, you know, that things aren't going well at work because it's hard to catch your breath or it's difficult to breathe in some way. And so that you found this healing modality through breath work, I thought was so brilliant. And again, that bridge between like the mind and body connection by consciously um, influencing your breath or controlling your breath pattern in some way, then it will have impacts in your body. And I don't know as much about it because I've never gone through certification. Can you tell me a little bit more about like your relationship with breath work and that like mind body connection and, and kind of how that's helped you? Yeah, that is so fascinating to hear. I love hearing your insights and all these connections. Yeah. Um, because that is such a big part of breath work and why I really got into breath work, not only for healing for myself, but what I aim to offer healing for other people with breath work is getting out of your mind and into the body, really connecting to the body. And that's how it's helped me. I got into breath work when it was kind of during that February 22 to October 22 time period where things exploded and there was a lot of stuff going on and I had a really difficult time. And so I tried that new healing modality and it changed my life. And so breath work really allows, well, the specific type of breath work that I'm trained in, which is like holotropic breath work or similar to transformational breath work. It's a three-part breath that you do for about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on the setting. And you're doing that three-part breath in and out of your mouth that whole time, which really allows the thinking brain, that prefrontal cortex to shut off and for the subconscious and the emotions to actually come out. So it's a form of healing where your brain can turn off all of the protection, all of the logical thoughts that are there to protect us go away. And those emotions are allowed to come out and then you can work through them. You can feel them in order to heal them. Yeah. It's so cool because again, Aquarius is also about it's, it's freedom, isn't it? Like Aquarius is about, I need to do things in my own way. And I want to like, it's like a respect that maybe rules are in place for a reason or that restrictions and barriers come in. Like I, I heard you say, like, sometimes we feel this way and it's because we want to feel protected And it also keeps you limited. It also keeps you maybe more in, I want to say like a cage, but I'm also not convinced that's the right word, but it's like, it's a barrier of some kind. And so acknowledging that it's there and that it's purposeful and that the real healing comes when we let those walls come down and we get to experience that freedom of expression, which I love. Remind me, Erin, we had talked about you, you had a reading with someone that really helped like open up this concept of more like body work for you as well. Do you want to share a little bit about that? 
I would love to. It's such a fascinating story to me. Um, so shameless plug for Ashley Jones. She's based in Denver, yeah. but um, she does a lot of virtual work. She's an intuitive reader. And so um, it was divine timing that I saw her, met her and um, took her offer for healing. And so I went to her, she did an intuitive reading. She did some tarot card pulls and Reiki. And she also went in to do a Akashic records reading. And I'd always been fascinated with that, but never had anything done like that before. So I was kind of talking to her about all the stuff that I've been going through and I'm not even sure how we got to the point where, uh, she really kind of opened my mind, but she went into my Akashic records and just saw that I was doing body work. And she saw me kind of holding myself with like my arms crossed over my chest, like holding each of my shoulders. And she was like, I see you doing some type of body work. And I was just like, I don't know what that is. Like, she was like, it's yoga. Maybe it's acupuncture. Like, I'm not really sure. And I hadn't really thought about those as options for me in work. And so I had been sitting on that thought um, and really thinking about what could that mean? And that's when I actually went and did a breathwork session for myself. And at the end of that breathwork session, I was actually holding myself in that position. And it was the most clear message that I've ever received in my life that I was supposed to be doing this work. Like this is what I was supposed to do. And so I just went with it. Usually I'm a very, um, I take my time on making decisions and choices and really stew on them for a while. Yeah. But after that breathwork session, I immediately went to the facilitator. I was like, I have to do this work. Here's my experience. How do I get into it? And she was fortunately offering a training program. Like a month later, I signed up basically immediately. And, um, it's been something that has continued to felt like this is the work I'm supposed to do. Oh, it's so cool. It's such a cool story. And it just makes me think about, um, Aaron and I both have our master's degree in counseling, but we became best friends because we were both on the career track where we were specifically studying how to help people explore career options. And it makes me think of planned happenstance, um, which is a theory from John Crumboltz out of Stanford university. And just the idea that as long as you can remain open and curious, and make courageous decisions and you will always find yourself on the path you're meant to be on. Mm -hmm. And that's such a beautiful expression of that in your life. Yeah. It feels very true for me. And I think about that as well. Like what if I had just left, I'm not a talker either. Like at big events like yeah. that, I usually just slip in and out. Uh, so I do think about what if I had not gone and talked to them. And so it is really about kind of taking advantage of those opportunities that are there. Yeah. And so I would be curious to know, again, like now that you're on the end of your Saturn return, we are not going to get into the details of all the things that were really hard, but because you are my best friend, I had the privilege of like being with you and hearing about your experience or like the things that were really difficult. But now that you're on the other end of it, what are some key words or takeaways that you're taking with you at the end of this transit? I think a big word is expansion. So yes, there have been things that have been really difficult. And I think something that I really uh, think about when I think of a Santa return is the lessons learned. And that's what comes up for me. Like I have had so many things that have happened and I've learned so many lessons from each obstacle that now 
I'm more in line with myself and kind of how I want to go through this life. Um, it's really allowed me to put intention into my healing. And like you said, and have told me many times when you've just looked at some aspect in my chart and gave me amazing insights. Um, it's really allowed me to focus on my intentional healing between my mind and body and putting myself first. And, um, there have been a lot of things that have been uncomfortable and challenging, but I have grown and expanded in so many ways. Yeah. And yours is cool too, because it's in the sixth house. And so all of the healing that you've done for yourself, you really do have the opportunity to then pour out what you've learned and to help others heal as well. And so do you want to talk a little bit more around what you're doing now with shatters and the different um, healing modalities that you offer folks? Yeah, definitely. So yes, I have my business shatter stress. It is for intentional letting go ceremonies. And that can be done through a variety of modalities, but mainly intentionally breaking plates and also doing Reiki infused breath work. So I have different events throughout uh, Colorado and the Denver area, hopefully getting over to Utah soon and other locations. (laughs) Um, But we're really, the events really are centered around connecting to yourself, connecting to your body and getting in touch with your emotions to intentionally let them go. And so, like I said, mainly through breaking plates, I have a couple events where we're actually doing yoga. So you can get that type of body connection. You can do the Reiki infused breath work where you're really getting into those deeper layers. Um, so I'm just super excited for all the events that we have coming up. And I also offer individual and couple sessions in addition to group events. Yeah. And again, Aquarius is also a lot to do with like technology. And so, so grateful to be alive and working in a time where virtual options are a reality for people, right? Being able to do breath work facilitated over Zoom, especially because it's not always like easy to find a space or to have like someone come into your home or something like that. So very cool. And if you're interested in working with Erin, then I will put how to get a hold of her into the show notes and you can connect. I am your business's number one fan. I'm pretty sure I like, I remember talking with you in our master's program and you telling me the idea and just thinking like, this is brilliant. This is so brilliant. And that was before rage rooms or smash rooms were a thing. And you and I have talked before about how those are fun, but they don't really provide a true healing modality, which is what your work is all about. And so I am I'm your biggest fan and always so excited about what you're doing and all of the new ways that you're bringing in healing modalities to work with people. Oh my gosh. We didn't even talk about like your big three. Do you want to share your big three for folks listening? We know your Saturn is an Aquarius, (laughs) but let's, let's talk a little bit about the rest of your chart. (laughs) Sure. So I am a Taurus sun, Virgo rising Leo moon. Yes. And so that um, holistic healing that Virgo can bring and understanding the integration of the mind, body, and spirit, expressing the emotional body with that Leo moon in very courageous and bold ways. And then definitely honoring that body and like the physicality that comes with healing with the Taurus sun. I'm obsessed with the way that you are living out your chart. It's so beautiful. I love to hear your descriptors of those things because it feels so true for me. And I've said it before. I just need you to like 
live my life basically. And, um, (laughs) you shatters wouldn't be where it is without you and your ideas and all the work that you've put in. You are such a big contributor to the journal that we have for 2023, 2022, like so many things you give me a million ideas. So shameless plug for my love for you as well. (laughs) I love you. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience through your Saturn return. Um, Again, I think for people that are coming into this transit, it feels really scary and it feels really daunting. And for good reason, I've been through my Saturn return. I'm a Saturn and Capricorn. So I went through mine first, watched you go through it, um, supported clients through it. There are moments of real challenge and difficulty and coming out on the other end, you find yourself aligned with your most authentic expression. You find yourself refined and polished from the challenges that you have been through and hopefully being able to make conscious decisions for your career or any other aspect of your life. Once you have learned the lessons that you need to through the Saturn return. So I appreciate you sharing your experience and being vulnerable and, um, Yeah, I guess, like, is there any, like, last words that you want to offer to folks that are getting ready to go through this transit? That's a good question as well. I would say it will likely be difficult. And like you just described, you're going to come out on the other side. And I don't know, brand new bitch is what they say, right? But it is that (laughs) those words of authenticity and like having just much more confidence afterwards is feels very true for me. It resonates a lot. So yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much again. If you guys are interested in working with Erin, if you are in Colorado and want to attend one of her live events, or if you are interested in one of her virtual sessions, then I will put her contact information in the show notes. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate your insights and um, thank you. Yeah. We'll see you later. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and gained valuable insights into the world of personal and professional alchemy. If you want to stay updated on the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and turn on notifications. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, and you can visit my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com to find other ways to connect and work with me. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please let me know in the comments on this episode what you're interested in. Until next time, keep working your magic and casting spells of success in your career and life.